So at this time, we're going to get into devotion. Would you please welcome Brother Mike Burton? Amen. Boy, sometimes I wish Sister Miranda would just keep going. There's something about just uh, in the presence of the Lord, man. I'm telling you, how great is our God. That just moved up on me a while ago. I'm telling you, man. Aren't you glad that his, his spirit is alive in the church tonight? Amen. All right, I'm going to tell you a little funny before I get into the word. And uh, if I don't blow it, you know, I, I do have a... I do have a, a, a chance of blowing these things, but I, I heard this one today and I just thought, well, it's cute, you know, and I thought, well, I'll just share it with the church and see if they think it's cute. Uh, <laughs> okay, a frog goes into a bank and he walks up to the teller. Now, I'm talking about a frog going into a bank, walking up to the teller, <clears throat> and uh, he sees that her name is called Paddywhack. So he says, Miss Wack, I would like a loan for $50,000 to go on vacation. She looks at him in disbelief. He says, it's okay. I'm Kermit Jagger, and my father is Mick Jagger, and he knows the bank manager very well. This confused Patty, and she tells him that in order to secure a loan, he's going to have to have some kind of collateral to put down. And without any hesitation, the frog says, no problem, this ought to do it. And he reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out a tiny little porcelain elephant. Now the situation is starting to frustrate Mrs. Patty. So she excuses herself and goes back to the back of the bank to talk to the manager. She then explains to the manager, this there is a frog that wants a loan, and he said his, da his dad's name is Mick Jagger. Then he pulls out a porcelain elephant, and she said, what is this? Talking to the manager. And he looks at her and says, it's a knick-knack, Paddywhack. Give the frog a loan. His old man is a rolling stone. <laughs> That's kind of cute. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brother Randy, you're probably sorry now, ain't you? <laughs> Turn your Bibles to John chapter 10, and I won't hold you very long. I always like it when uh, you read Scripture, and every time that we read something in red, we, we know that it's Jesus speaking at that particular moment. And, and I know tonight is Wednesday night, and it's again, it's a prayer night, so we'll... we'll keep this thing short and, and uh, just try to get a little point across to us. But uh, I know we make prayer night out of this night. And I'm telling you, aren't you glad that God answers prayer? Amen. It may not always come in the fashion or the form that we want it to or may not always come in the time or the uh, uh, time that we need him to come and sometimes it just comes when we're least expecting it to come when we pray and uh, I wish to tell you I wish I could tell you that every time I prayed that God just come right down on the scene and and moved heaven to take care and earth to take care of my prayer but it ain't always happened that way but I do know this that God answers prayer and I do know that he, there is a God in heaven tonight, and I believe with all of my heart that he listens to our prayers and our supplications that we bring before him. 
And I know that the enemy come to do one thing. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. One of the fascinating things about this scripture is that Jesus said this in his own words to really try to get something across to the church that they, we have an adversary and his name is Satan or the devil or Lucifer, every way you want to call him, but he's come to kill and to steal and destroy and to do everything that he can to keep us out of a place that one day we're going to go to and that's called heaven. If he can convince us that God is no good, that's exactly what he wants to do. If he can convince you tonight that, that God won't answer your prayers, that's what he wants to do. If he can convince you tonight that you have prayed about something for a long time, but your prayer has not been answered, and he wants to get you discouraged and, and think, well, man, maybe God don't love me. Maybe God don't care for me. Maybe God's not really listening to my prayers. That's what he wants to do. I always love things about Jesus because he always warns us about the enemy. Aren't you glad that, that before anything could ever happen to us that Jesus always kind of warns us of the things that's coming or the things that could come and to beware of this or to beware of that or uh, to look out for this or to look out for that. Uh, he said to be watchful, to be mindful about certain things and, and to uh, pay attention because he says, what, I, what I'm trying to give you is life, but what Satan's trying to take away from you is the life that I want to give you. So Satan tries to uh, whisper in our ears tonight and try to talk to us about things that we should not want to hear or that we don't want to hear. If something don't go our way, uh, we get frustrated, we get aggravated. Uh, we, are, we are people that is moved by emotion. We are moved by little things. Uh, uh, anything could happen to us to get us frustrated. And we can find ourselves at times just uh, uh, mad at the world, get up on the wrong side of the bed as they call it. Uh, the wife say something that just didn't go right with you at the moment or the husband walk in and says, hey, babe, would you give me, uh, uh, would you mind uh, washing this pair of pants? And I need to use them in the morning. She just turns around and gives you that look. You know, just gives you that look, and you already know what that look means. So the enemy tries to use everything he can to bring distraction to God from, from us serving God. He tries to look at every avenue or try to make everything happen in every avenue that will get our minds off of God and on our situations on our circumstances, on our problems, on our frustrations, on everything around us that is upsetting us, on our, all the things around us that is making our day go bad. This enemy just simply wants to do whatever he can to keep it going. Have you ever found yourself get upset about something Then the more the day goes on, you get more mad about everything else? That's because the enemy wants to distract our minds. He wants to distract us from turning it all over to the one that said, I'll give you life and that more abundantly. He just wants us to stay in moods. He wants to get us in moods and keep us and distract us from uh, getting close to God. Now, I know if we really deep down get into the scriptures about the thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, we could go in a lot of different areas with it. But I want to I tell you what the enemy wants to do to you tonight. 
He wants to distract you from getting anywhere with God. He wants to distract you from allowing you to, well, I'll tell you what he wants to do. One, number one he wants to do, he wants to steal your peace. He wants to take the peace that God has given you and take it away from you or that God wants to offer you. He wants you to be upset every time you turn around the corner. He's out to break you. He's out to lie to you. The Bible talks about that the enemy is the father of all lies. But it's amazing that somebody could be the father of all lies, but if we're not careful, we still listen to him. If we're not careful, we still hear what he's saying. For whatever reason, I don't understand that why we do that, but we just do that. Sometimes we listen to the wrong things that should not be there. He whispers in our ears and said, God doesn't love you. He wants to tell you that, uh, that you are already defeated. He wants to tell you that it's always going to be this way in your life and nothing's ever going to change. The situation you're in right now, he says, honey, you're going to stay there. The situation that you're up against or the, the thing that you're battling right now, the things that you're going through, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritual, whether it's home life, whether it's uh, family life, whether it's uh, 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 work, whether it's job related, whatever it could be, he wants you to know it's never going to get any better than what it is now. Matter of fact, he, he leans into your ear and whispers to you and says, I'm going to make it worse for you. See, I believe there's only two voices in life to listen to. One is Jesus and one is the devil. I don't believe there's other voices. I don't think there's many voices. I think there's two that can either help you or hurt you. And his name is Jesus, the one that wants to help you tonight. He wants to steal every dream that you have. How many has had dreams when they was children? I got a daughter that says she's going to be their doctor or a veterinarian. And she's already nine years old and she's already thinking about what she wants to be in her future. Tommy Barnett one time said that we've all dreamed and if we've dreamed, we dream dreams and sometimes we lose dream. But the greatest thing about when we lose our dream, we can dream again. And I'm glad that God still gives us dreams to dream, right? Things that we can hold on to, things that we can believe in, things that we can have hope that one day my future will be just like this, Lord. See, God does that for us. But the enemy wants to come and take the dreams away from you. God's not going to help you with your life's problems right now. It's not going to get any better. God didn't hear you when you prayed, and he's not going to hear you now. Your life is already messed up, and he's just gonna, we're just going to make it worse. Devil wants to make you come to a place in your life where you feel defeated. See, there's voices out there, but there's only one voice that counts. Listen to the voice that says, I will give you life and that more abundantly. Listen to the voice that says that he will... Make sure that if he watched the sparrow fall from the sky and he knows how to clothe them, then he knows how to take care of you as well. Listen to the one that rose again from the dead. Listen to the one that says, I am the life, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Listen to the one that says the world 
has a peace, but he said, I'll give you a peace with passes all understanding. Not as the world has peace, he says in John, but he said, as I have, I give you my peace. He said, if you want peace, he said, if you want joy out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, you can go from gloom and doom or you can go to, I've got joy unspeakable, full of glory. I've got joy that's welled up in my soul. I've got a big belly, so I've got a lot of joy in this belly. And when it gets the rocking, it gets the going. Because it's joy unspeakable and full of glory that lives inside of me. See, I believe tonight that God wants the church to be happy. No more sorrow, he says. If you really want to have joy and peace within, and if you really want to have this abundant life that I'm talking about, he said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And he said, I will give you what? Rest. He said, I'll take care of you. I'll make sure that you're okay. I'll make sure that everything's going all right. Doesn't mean it's always going to be a bed of roses, but whatever I go through, I can count on that Jesus will go through it with me. So all the destruction that goes around us. For the last three years, they have tried to do everything in their power to make everybody feel down, discouraged, depressed, tried to put people's, make frowns on people's faces, tried to get you discouraged and say, what kind of world am I living in? Can I tell you tonight that we've got the best answer to it all? His name is Jesus. He's the life-giving water tonight. He's the one that brings hope. He's the one that brings peace. He's the one that gives us everything that we have need of tonight, church. And in the midst of all the troubles and trials and all the things that's going on out there in the world and everything that's happening in your own personal life, just, just everything that's happened in general, all the pressure that pastors have been under, churches has been under, everything that they've had to go through besides their own responsibilities at home and ours and everything around us, everywhere we go, we feel like we've been locked in cages. Through it all, Jesus gives peace. Sometimes said, I've had it so rough, but you know what I've had? I've had peace. You know what I've had? I've had joy in the midst of it. The devil didn't give it to me, and the devil can't take it away from me. You heard that song? This joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. Oh, this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Aren't you glad the joy that we have tonight is come from Jesus? So when you're going through situations and you're going through problems and you're going through life's difficulty, listen, don't listen to the lies of the enemy that whispers in your ear and says your life is never going to get better. Just turn around, look at the devil and said, you're a liar. The Bible says you're the father of all lies. I stand upon what this infallible, this unchangeable, this undeniable word says. If he says I'm healed, I'm healed. If he says I need peace, I get peace. If he says I want joy, I can have joy. He says if I want this, it's in the book, I can have it tonight. See, sometimes we just got to turn it around and let the devil know who our boss is. 
Sometimes you got to get rid of the stinking thinking that we have and know that we serve a mighty, powerful God. That when I need something from him, all I have to do is ask in that name that's above every name and that that God in heaven will give it to me. See, I believe either this book is true or it's not. I choose to believe if it says, you asked anything in my name, I'll give it to you. I believe what it says tonight. See, I choose to believe that the Bible says that I can have it, that it's mine, that they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I believe Jesus simply said, doesn't matter what you're going through. If you'll just keep serving me and keep going through what you know, you know that you know that you just know that you just know. You just keep going through that. He said one day there there's going to come the day that you're going to mount up with wings as eagles. You just do what you know to do. I come to church on Sunday morning, Jesus. I don't really feel like lifting my hand, but I'm going to lift it anyway. I'm going to come to church on Sunday night. I'm discouraged. This battle's been so hard, God. I don't feel like I'm ever going to get free from this. But I come on a Sunday night to worship you anyway, Jesus. Here it is, a midweek service. Three weeks a month, I'm still not feeling anything, God. But I'm going to go to church anyway. I'm just going to do what you're telling me to do. I'm still going to come and praise you anyways. On that Wednesday night could be the night that God says, okay, you've walked through this thing. Now it's time to start mounting up with wings as eagles. All of a sudden, you'll find a new look upon your life. All of a sudden, there'll be a smile. There'll be a spring in your step. There'll be something that takes a place. Why? Because you're no longer the way that you was. But all of a sudden, you begin to mount up with wings as eagles. Woo! This is for somebody to mount up tonight. How somebody better mount up because this is for you that Jesus said, listen, you've been going through what you've been going through. Tonight could be very well your night. We preach at every service. Uh, uh, this could be your breakthrough moment. Well, let me tell you, uh, they that wait upon the Lord, Jesus, I've been awaiting a long time. Lord, I've been awaiting, I've been awaiting. Uh, my turn is coming up soon. And all of a sudden, Jesus just begins to move upon you and the things that seem like they were surrounding you and overtaking you and, and not giving you your breakthrough. All of a sudden, Jesus just comes on the scene and all of a sudden, you find that breakthrough in your spirit and God begins to do something like never before. All of a sudden, you'll not leave here like you came in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, you don't have to leave like you came. It's not my word. It's the word of the Lord tonight. Jesus simply said that. <laughs> We've all had our moments of waiting upon the Lord. We've all had our times. God, is it ever going to get any better than this? Is this, is this, is this all there is to this thing? God, is it, is it not, 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 not going to change? Am I going to have to deal and live with this all my life? And we pray and we ask God, Jesus, come and intervene upon our behalf, Lord. Just, just rend the heavens, God. Do whatever it takes. You're God. You can do it. You said it. Preachers preach it every week. It's yours. Come and get it.
These altars are open to you. Pastors all across America is saying, come to the life-giving water. <laughs> come to that life-giving water and let God fill that thirsty soul. Come and let him drink from his cup. Come, let him do what only he can do for you. And sometimes we, and I'm closing it, but sometimes we get to a place in our lives where I don't know if we think that we deserve it. When I went through, let me tell you, when I went through what I went through, I come to this church and I, uh, Brother Miller and Brother Randy would get so frustrated at me. They didn't tell me that out loud, but I know they did. I come, I walk through the motions of things, I just go through. And sometimes we, we, we go through things in life that we feel like if we punish ourselves or if we just mundane do whatever, we think we're doing God's service and that's, you know, I'm paying my dues here, Lord. And the things that these guys would tell me, I would tell other people. And just sometimes it didn't register, even though I knew they was right. Have you ever been in that moment in time where you could always be good at telling somebody else how to do it? Know what the Word says. Listen, man, when he, when he counsels men and women in his office, he can only use this book. His words mean little, but this book means a lot. Amen. And when they would talk to me at times about my situation that I had been through and stuff, they would tell me, and I know what they was telling me. They was telling me, God's got your back. He's okay. He loves you the way you are. He loves you who you is. Doesn't matter your past. Doesn't matter what happened. He loves you. And sometimes we as human beings are what I call nut. We don't listen. We hear, but it goes through one ear and out the other. And I've used to tell people all the time, man, God loves you. God, God, God's going to take care of you. God's going to see you. And it would go through one ear and out the other. And so the enemy does it to keep us in a place of discouragement. He does it to keep you down. He does it to take away your victory. He does it to stop the joy that's supposed to be proceeding out of you. And so when, when they give their hearts and their lives to you and, and they give out to you, they're trying to say, listen, God's got you taken care of if you just let him. And so I'm telling you tonight, church, in the midst of everything that you go through or what you've been through, even if you feel like your life has been destroyed, Tommy Barnett said, dream again. Dream again. If you lost your vision, Get another vision. If you feel like all hope is gone, then give it to Jesus and let him give you new hope. Don't listen to the one that says, I come to kill, to steal, and destroy. Listen to the one that says, I come to give you life and a more abundantly. Don't listen to other voices, but listen to the voice that counts. Don't listen to the enemy when he says, listen, it's going to be this way all the way. You're never going to change. Must well live with it. He's a liar. Remember? 
Bible said first and more, first and foremost, he is a liar and he's the father of all lies. You have the power in your speech. The power of life and death are in the tongue, the Bible says. What you speak makes a difference. If you say gloom and doom, you're going to be gloom and doom. If you say, I got a father that owns heaven and earth and he can move anything that he wants to move, then you're speaking the right things. If you're saying, I've got a father that can heal, <laughs> that can raise the dead, that can take care of my finances, that can move any mountain that's in my way, then you're talking and listening to the right voice. But when you listen to the voice that it says it's never going to get any better, just throw in the towel. And one scripture I want to read before I throw you, uh, throw you away, <laughs> before I dismiss the service is 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let me read this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Verse 4, I love this in verse 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, every thought into captivity in the obedience of Christ. Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God pulling down strongholds. Sometimes if you're not careful, the enemy will put, set strongholds up and he'll make it like a fort and he'll try to discourage you and put you in an area of defeated. But remember this, the Bible says this, church, pull down every stronghold. Everything that tries to exalt itself against the things of God, pull it out of there. You know, when I got saved, and I'll close with this, and I'll show you because I'm shutting the book. But when I got saved, I had to change my think, stinking thinking. I had the world mentality and I had, only thing I knew was the, what the world, I picked up from the world. But when I become a new creature in Christ, I started putting the word in me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. I got saved. I poured everything down the commode, got rid of everything. The only thing I held on to was my cigarettes. And that night I fired up a cigarette when I was in my mom's uh, kitchen and she said, son, we don't do that no more, that we're Christians. And she gave me the scripture in, in Matthew, get the hit, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. Now that was for me. I'm not saying that you're for you, but, but that scripture from that night forward, I remembered that scripture. I threw my cigarettes away and I read that scripture every time I wanted to smoke a Winston, I'd say, get the hint, Satan. For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now for me, that helped me to get rid of the things that was overtaking me. And I began to use scripture on a daily basis to overcome the obstacles that was in my life. And uh, did it happen all at once? No, sir. It took me three times just to get my hair cut. So it probably took me longer to get everything else straightened out. But I know this unfallible word when Satan would try to kill me. Listen, he don't have to kill you physically. He can kill you spiritually. And that's his job is to kill you spiritually. And if he takes that away from you, then he could take what God's wanting to give you away from you. Would you stand with me tonight?